You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronas solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Have a latest article on draft board risers. You can check out my rankings. Finished number two in the Fantasy Pros Accuracy Rankings last year. So if you use the promo code BATS50, you get 50% off your first two months. We got articles and category targets from Sean Childs, who plays in a lot of high-stakes leagues. And, of course, you could ask your questions on the message boards and the forums. And also head over to playffwc.com for our free NCAA tournament contest, uh, four-team drafts where you pick the teams, and if if the upset happens, you get more points. So uh, you can see the scoring system jump in. It's free. You can win uh, online championship, free entry, amongst other prizes, including free entries to ScoutFantasySports.com, Vegas Sports Betting, Scout DFS, and a lot more. So the overall prize is a free entry into the 2019 online championship. So you can head on over to PlayFFWC.com and check it out right now. We're going to talk some more baseball here, and joining me to do it, it is Matt Modica from The Athletic. Matt, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Adam? Long time no see. Yeah, I know. We just were uh, in an auction <laughs> together yesterday, and you, you did a ton of drafts all weekend, man. I'm exhausted, and I didn't even do as many drafts as you. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm pretty tired. I'm not going to lie. I was up at 6 a.m. though. I was trying to sleep, but I think it's just a case of becoming an old man. Yeah, I guess so, man. But it was a fun weekend for <laughs> sure. Uh, you did auctions. You did the main event. Uh, overall, what did you think of uh, the results this weekend for yourself? Uh, I was I was pretty happy, you know. Overall, you know, it's you know tough competition in every league you're in, and you know sometimes I change it up a little, especially with the auctions. Uh, I do like to change up my strategy. Like Saturday night, I went one way. Sunday, I went a different way. But uh, for the most part, the, the plans I had in place, well, with my drafts, they were executed. Have there been some players over the last week or two based on their spring performance that have really caught your eye? Like, for example, I know uh, you took uh, Dakota Hudson in the last round of our reserves, and I saw he pitched another good game today, and there's a good chance that he could be the fifth starter. He went five scoreless today and struck out eight against the Phillies, uh, and he's had a really good spring, and it's looking like he could start the final uh, – he can make the final spot in that rotation there for the Cardinals. Yeah, he was a guy that uh, hit the reserves getting later in. Uh, I was just searching around, and I've seen this talk that he – this talk that he was the favorite or kind of maybe the favorite to get that fifth spot. And, you know, for the Cardinals, I want to be involved in that. And with the last pick of the – Reserve rounds, I was uh, totally for that. I was actually crushed a couple of rounds earlier. The pick before me, I was actually writing down Pablo Lopez on my team, and he was the guy in front of me, uh, Fleming. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that that's the worst, right? In the reserve rounds, you feel like, all right, I'll probably get the guy I want. I'm not going to get Snaith. It's run, you know, 28th, 29th round of a 15-team league. And then when it happens, you're like, man, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no, that that was the case. Uh, who are some players though that have kind of moved up your draft boards over the last week or so? Whether it is something you saw in the spring, or 
someone that you thought might not get a job that is? Have there been a couple players that you've kind of gotten a little bit more exposure to over the last week or so? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly on the pitching side. That's where I think spring training has the most impact uh, for me. And I tweeted out earlier this morning about Martin Perez. I I have him on four of the six leagues. You know, it's a dollar bid or, you know, post-20 rounds that I was taking him. But you see the guy with increased velocity. They did a side-by-side of uh, him and Johan Santana's wind-up and delivery and stuff. And, you know, he's trying to he's talking to him about the change-up. So there's things that I feel that it's worth taking a lottery ticket of that type of player. And obviously, I guess the one you're going towards is Chris Paddock. And I did jump him to 10-2. And look, you look at the projection systems. You look at what the kids do in the spring. I'm a guy that's consistently said, you know, you got to recalculate your pitching. The innings aren't there. We saw only 27 pitchers last year pitched 150 innings with a 350 ERA or less. So if he threw 130 something, say, and pitched to around a 350 or less, to me that's worth it. And he looks pretty damn good right now. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I see a lot of people oftentimes. Now, everyone's different. You play in a lot of leagues, so it makes sense for you to have some drafts early. I play in multiple leagues. It makes sense to have a couple early. There's some people like, oh, I don't understand why you draft so early. Guys get hurt. Well, it's because you can get value. Chris Paddock was free in January for February. I'm sure you got him in some draft champions in the 30s, maybe the 40s. Tout Wars, which I did March 5th, I got him in round 23. That's not happening anymore. So there are benefits to drafting early. Yeah, well, I mean, with, without a doubt. There are, everybody will point out the time when somebody gets hurt or something and see, but I, I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to play the game where, for the most part, you, like you say, you when I did my, my first draft champions on November 23rd, in that draft champions, I got panic at the fourth pick of the 40th round. I mean, I was not expecting to have the spring training like this or anything like that. But, you know, that just shows to show you where he was. And as you stated, I took him on Saturday in the 14th round. Uh, Friday night, I wanted to take him. And that's where maybe, you know, I should have just did it. And when you sometimes you think a little too much. And I was like, is this the right spot? I wasn't really sure. And trying to set everything up. And I didn't do it. So come Saturday, I took him. And then Sunday, we were picking 14th. And I wasn't sure if he was coming back. And me and Andy were disputing on a couple of pitchers. So I was like, this is the guy I want. And we took him there. I don't think Andy was too happy about it. But I said, you know what? I'm looking at who's left on the board. I want him. You know, it's interesting you bring up Andy. uh, Andy Saxon, who you shared some teams with. But yesterday, you were against them in our auction. You guys had separate teams. I was with Brian Ambrose. How was that? possible like you did a main event draft for them right before so you guys know what each other's thinking and then you're against each other in auction how does that work well i think it works i mean we do have a good uh partnership it's been very profitable in both football and baseball but like in an auction i'm i i did it against him saturday night as well and that dra- that auction i went a different route and yesterday i went heavy on pitching so i'm not really worried about it in that format I, I don't want to be, like, competing against him in the same main event league, though. That, uh, that I wouldn't be cool with. But as far as an auction goes, I'm going to do it differently. And, you know, the prices are going to be different, too. I mean, c- certain guys are going to go at, you know, it, a, a few dollars higher, a few dollars less. 
But you saw yesterday how that pitching was going. It was the point to me was I, I wanted to pay a nine on Paddock. I thought I had him at seven. But then you were paying 15 for Bieber. I mean, I really like Bieber. I don't want to pay $15 for him. No, that is true. That is Matt Modica. You can find him at theathletic.com. So you said you wanted to go in a different direction here with the pitching, and you absolutely did that, going with Garrett Cole, Noah Syndergaard. And I think he's a guy that we've seen rise a little bit. I saw him go for some high prices in the auctions over the weekend, and there are people who will say, oh, he's a health risk. But there's no question that there's a high ceiling for him if he can just stay healthy and even give you 175 innings uh, for the season. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Nobody denies the talent. And, I mean, pretty much everybody I project is around, you know, as far as, like, the Aces guys, you're looking around 180 to 200. I mean, even the guys, we had 13 guys break 200 innings. Half of them barely made it to 200. You know, they had, like, 200 and a third or 202 innings. So, I mean, it's just the, the, the game is changing as far as with the pitching and if you look at you, you facilitated the ultimate on Friday night. And I'm taking a lot more rookies than I did in the past or guys that I think are going to be playing the bulk of the season because I think we've, just, we've seen this change in the game. It's become more prevalent. These young guys with pedigree and stuff. Look what Juan Soto did in 120 games as a 19-year-old. So, uh, interesting you bring up that draft on uh, Friday night. You were in that. That's a $5,000 buy-in. You had the number two pick. It's a 15-team Roto League snake draft standalone league. There's no overall. It's just for that league. First place gets 40 k Did you change your mentality in that draft at all? Were you more aggressive, or did you just treat it like you would any other draft? I mean, obviously, it's different when you're playing an overall. Uh, maybe you take more chances. What was your shift in strategy in that format being that uh, it's a big prize and it's a standalone league. Did you change anything at all? You just drafted the same way you usually do. I mean, I think going in, I was going to maybe be a little more conservative than how my team turned out. It turned out to be a, a pretty risky team, but that was how it unfolded. Uh, that's how the draft unfolded. When Francisco Lindor is there at pick 29, I'm going to take him every time. I mean, I was drafting him third overall. You know, about a month ago, or you know, pretty much all preseason, him or Ronald Acuna. So the, the ability to get Betts and Lindor, the injury happened early enough where there's even talk he may be ready for opening day. I'd rather see them have him sit out a week or so, give him that extra week just to make sure everything's fine. And you know, when Vlad was there in the fifth, I thought that was the right move. I have that's my first and only share of Vlad, but at that price, a guy like that with that kind of batting average. I think it uh, allowed me to do other things. If he only misses, if he's up by, you know, May, end of April, early May, I think that's a fine pick. Talking to Matt Modica, you can find him at theathletic.com. Uh, you mentioned that you didn't have any Alberto Mondesi, and you took him yesterday, and you're a guy that plays in a lot of leagues. So was this a case of you were missing out on him and you liked him, or did you feel like, you know what, maybe he could have a big year and I want to make sure at least I get one share of him. What's been your thoughts on Mondesi? Is he a guy you like that just has been uh, elusive for you? You haven't been able to draft him? You don't like the price? Or is this a guy that you liked you just have not been able to get until yesterday? I mean, I, I like what he offers. I You know, his price has gotten a little better. Early on, it seemed a little higher. And it seems like I always miss out on him. Me and Andy were going to take him in the main event in the morning. Uh 
but uh, Mike Mager took one pick before us in whatever round it was, the third or fourth. That probably... And so with this team, I wanted to build it on pitching. I wanted a guy like Mondesi who I could get the speed. I didn't want to pay uh, Trippie Turner's price. Uh, I had Turner from the night before. And I wanted to build it on pitching with that, especially with the overall, get a speed-based guy like that, and then build it with, like, outfielders like Weege from Florida that I was able to do a Rendon as a solid base. And Carlos Correa, under $20, I'll do it every time. And he's, that's the first share I got of him as well. Yeah, I definitely wanted Yasiel Puig, and I think I had the runner-up bid to you. So uh, uh, he's obviously, I, I think I'd have a monster year. I got him in Tout Wars on the 4-5 turn, and uh, just think in Cincinnati he should have a monster season. Uh, you also got Shohei Otani. What do you think he is going to get in terms of playing time this year. This is a weekly league, although you can't change the lineup on Friday for the bats. But what is your expectation of how many at-bats and what's the playing time going to be for Otani this year? Because he was a tremendous hitter last year. Well, that's going to be an interesting case. The reason I took Otani in this one is I needed that upside bat, that power speed combo. And for the $2 I got him at, He's somebody that could really help this team. You know, I, as, as, as you stated, I did go pitching heavy. So I needed uh, somebody like him, and I, I, took, I took Kyle Tucker as well. Uh, Otani, I don't know, 350, 400, something in that range. But we saw what he did in that, you know, second half. Hopefully, you know, he gets the he's, – he's got to revamp re- from the Tommy John and stuff like that. So that will be an issue. But he's an exciting player. He's got the talent. So for $2, I, I took the upside shot. I noticed in the draft on Friday and in the auction that we did yesterday, you took Ian Kinsler in both. Uh, this time yesterday, Ian Kinsler in the reserve round. Uh, I did see yesterday he had a home run. I know he's had a nice spring. Is this a player that maybe people are giving up on too quickly, that there is something left here? I think for now, and – I've gone with Kinsler because with, I've taken a lot of uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I think he's up sooner than later. And, look, Kinsler's leading off right now. Uh, from what I'm saying, he's going to be the leadoff guy. He still has – he can still steal base. He can still put one uh, over the fence. So, for now, as a bridge, I, I like it. I'm not saying he's somebody that can last the whole season or this and that, but when you're getting him in reserve rounds, you know, basically free. It's not costing you capital. Uh, I, I think it's a player that, you know, he's not dead yet. He's not done. And as long as he's leading him off, I kind of like the Padres. One of the themes I realized after this weekend is I have a lot of Padres. Yeah, they definitely look like uh, an interesting team, especially on the offensive side. And if uh, Matt Strom and Chris Paddock and some of these guys can pitch. Uh, Matt Strom won, I think, around 10 or 11 of the ultimate on Friday. I I like him, but I was stunned he went that high. Yeah, no, he went for eight bucks yesterday. I mean, I paid nine for Paddock, and he went for eight. So, I mean, these are guys coming into this weekend. You know, we still got more main events coming up. Uh, Paddock was going in the 14th. As you said, Strom's been going earlier than him. I think both of these guys continue to move up this final uh, weekend or couple of days after to another couple of drafts on Monday and Tuesday as well. You also got Wilmer Flores in the reserve round. And do you think his stock has fallen a little bit because of Adam Jones sign? Do you think Flores loses some at bats here? 
I think it does, but I think he's one of the better hitters on that team. If we're just looking at it as a pure hitter. So hopefully he's given the opportunity there. And uh, it was a shot. I, I wanted I, I wanted an opportunity to have a, a share of Wilma Flores. No, I like it. I He was on my list, too, uh, of, of getting him in the reserve round. And I just hope that they find a way to get him at bats because I think if he just gets mm-hmm. the opportunity to play every day, this is a guy that can hit 20, 25 home runs. I think we've seen it. He just never really got that opportunity consistently with the Mets. <laughs> Well, Matt, I appreciate you for giving me the time. Always good to see you this past week, and it was fun. I know you'll be out in Vegas again this weekend as you continue to draft in so many leagues. So we'll talk again soon, and good luck to you this season. Well, good luck to you, Adam. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Again, that's Matt Modica. Find him at theathletic.com. When I return, Brian Ambrose, he was my partner in the NFBC auction. We're going to talk about our team. That's next right here, Scout Fantasy Sports and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here at Scalp Fantasy Sports. Adam Rohn is here till 4 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check me out, scalpfantasysports.com. As we have all the fantasy baseball coverage that you need, check out my rankings. They are updated. I made some changes today. Jung Ho Gong, third baseman, starting for the Pirates now. So he moved up a little bit. And some other changes as well. Uh, and there'll be more as some of these fifth starting battles for the rotation will be determined this week. Uh, so you can check that out. Enter the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first month. And also check out playffwc.com for our college basketball contest. It is free to enter. It's a four-team draft where you pick the teams. You get more points for upsets. So no reason not to play. It's free. What are you losing? Playffwc.com. And obviously the drafts will be real quick. Four teams, and you're just picking the teams uh, in the tournament. So 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Eastern, and 11 p.m. Eastern tonight and for the next three days. So check it out, playffwc.com. Joining me now, it is my partner in the NFBC auction that we did yesterday, Brian Ambos. Brian, what's up? What's up, my brother? Happy Monday. Yeah, well, it's a, a fatigued Monday for me, which doesn't happen very often, but it was a long weekend with not much sleep. And uh, let's let's get into it immediately because I consider you a pretty sharp guy. I don't expect you to make mistakes. You're on top of your game. Maybe I should have been concerned yesterday when you told me at breakfast, I have a headache. You went and got your Advil, so I thought you were good. We were going through. It was working out. We had our plan. We were a couple dollars under on some players. Then Jorge Alfaro gets thrown out, the catcher for the Marlins. And, you know, $1, 2 you go 3 And I'm like, mm, okay, I can live with 3 It wasn't really what we wanted to do. We already had a $3 Francisco Cervelli, so I thought we were going a buck. But $3 is fine. Someone goes 4 you go 5 And I'm looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? And you won him at 5 And then you said, oh, I thought it was Jorge Polanco. So it didn't kill us. You should have cracked me. I, I was stunned. I should have, what, punched you? Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, I just, what happened, man? Just a brain freeze there? 
Look, I'm a big boy. As much as, like, when I say something that's good and I like to run my mouth about how it was, I got a man up when I made a mistake, all right? I was knee-deep looking into the research. I knew we needed a middle infielder, another catcher, an outfielder. I was waiting on Jorge Polanco to come out. We were set eight, nine, ten bucks. And I heard Jorge. I didn't even think for a second. I went three, four. Well, it was two, and then people were quiet. I was like, Oh, wow. And I just got frazzled. And listen, I made a mistake. I got a man up. I'm a big boy. But it didn't cost us. We recovered well from it. We wound up with a $5 catcher in the dollar spot. But by getting Hunter Renfro at $4 when we had 8 allocated for that spot, it wound up being for not. But it was a mess up. And you know what? One time in 23 years that I made a mess up, I got a man up for it, don't I? Yeah, and I think it probably happens more in auctions. Actually, I don't know if you heard this story, but in the head-to-head Tout Wars draft and uh, the the one that Dr. Otto was in but wasn't at on Friday, Nelson Cruz was, was throw, like jokingly discussed, but he wasn't actually thrown out. And I guess people crossed him off the list, like I did with Tyler Glasnow and ours yesterday. Because if you remember Tyler Glasnow, someone brought him up, and they're like, oh, it's not your turn. They went back. I had crossed glass now off, and then he came out later, and I thought he was gone, and he wound up going for 12, which we didn't have the money for anyway. But Nelson Cruz was – that happened similarly in the Tout Wars head-to-head points league, and he never got thrown out. So in the reserve round, he was still there, and Clay Link took him in the reserve round. How crazy is that? That's crazy. I mean, listen, it's hard. Until you're in that situation and you're in that draft room, it's, it's impossible to understand it. Look, I made a big boo-boo. It didn't cost us. The Nelson Cruz thing, I mean, for the entire draft to not realize it is kind of amazing. I mean, I wish I was in that draft. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I would have picked up on that and, like, thrown him out later. Yeah. But that's the thing. And one of the things in an auction is a lot of times these players are not thrown out till later. And, and you're... And we've had this discussion because there were a couple like we wanted him. We're like, well, let's save him for later. Hopefully more money comes off the board so we can get him at a cheaper price. That happens quite a bit in an auction. And I mentioned that's how I was. I think I was able to get Chris Paddock for two bucks on Thursday. There's a big strategy in when you're determining who to throw out. Sure is. Absolutely. I mean, we knew that when we took the risk on Severino that we were going to need to grab some SPs at the back end. I mean, I told you I really like Luke Weaver. This year, I mean, people were drafting him in the fifth round last year in expert leagues and sixth in some high stakes. We grabbed him for a dollar at the back end. Let's not forget about him. A change of scenery could really turn him around. And I didn't want to throw him out early because even if it went two, three, I'd, I'd rather take him for a dollar. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that we were able to get him late. He's had a very good spring. We spent $40 on Aaron Judge and. You know, I've talked about Aaron Judge for over a month now. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. We did an NFPC draft championship, I think January, where we got him in round two, like pick 17, 18. I took him in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational at 12. I guess people are finally catching up to it now. And I don't know, does it have to do with this spring where he's hitting? I think it shouldn't matter for a guy like Aaron Judge. I just think people were going off last year's stats, forgetting that he got hurt, but he was on pace for a huge year. So why is Aaron Judge, who I saw went in the main event, fifth overall the other day? Is it because of his spring? I don't think so, but people do get influenced. Why all of a sudden is now Aaron Judge being pushed up? Well, let's look at Aaron Judge. Before he took the ball off the wrist and got hurt, he was going through a six-week stretch where he was hitting 320. He was crushing it. 
if you he came back, the Yankees needed him for the playoff stretch. He didn't hit as well. You look at him this spring. I mean, we, we've read about the leg kick. I've showed you that I dissected the two swings compared to last year this year. There's absolutely no leg kick. His swing is tightened. It's not an open stance. If the K rate drops from 30% down to 25, which is still terrible, I mean, in 17, he was at 44%. He went to 30. If it goes down to 25, Aaron Judge could actually be a 300 hitter. 300 hitter, 40, 45, some people say 50, 55 home runs. In that lineup, he could push 120 runs scored, 115 RBIs. He's debatable of taking between four and six in drafts now. Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, you don't have to, though. I mean, again, we did see in that main event, he did go five. I'm talking to Brian Ambrose. He was my partner in the NFBC auction that we did yesterday in New York. Uh, Matt Modica was in it, Andy Saxton. A couple of the guys who were in the Ultimate League, Dave Einhorn uh, as well, uh, Scott Fleming. So some pretty uh, pe- uh, good people who put up a ton of money and uh, definitely was a fun time. But I think overall we came away with a team that we liked. Obviously, there were some players that we missed out on, but got some good ones, including Byron Buxton, who we got for 12 bucks and he put on 21 pounds of muscle. I saw he stole two bases today off uh, Christian Vasquez, who threw out 42% of runners last year. So we're hearing a lot of positive things for Buxton, and I know his spring pushed him up the draft board. But I thought for our team, he was kind of a good fit because I think we needed some speed. We have a lot of power, a lot of good power. But I thought at the time, Buxton was someone that fit our team well, and hopefully he does pan out and gets those stolen bases. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I expect him to start out at the bottom of the lineup, but then take a little pressure off of him. Once it starts warming up, if he stays the way he's been this spring, he should move to the top of the lineup. And if he is hitting well, it's going to be the score of the draft at, the, at 10 bucks. I mean, that's just exactly what that team needed. That team's pressed to hit right now 330, 340 home runs. We don't even need that much power. We need some speed. Yeah, for sure. We were able to get Matt Olson. I thought at a good price, fourteen bucks. You know, last year Olson had a good year. Two years ago, came up and crushed. And of course, people prorate those numbers, and you can't always do that. But uh, still had a, a pretty good year. And you know, fourteen bucks I thought was a nice price. And that's our corner infielder because we have Paul Goldschmidt at first, and we have Matt Chapman at third, who's very undervalued this year in drafts. You know, everybody's still looking at that dumb injury. Forget that dumb injury. He's on fire right now. And if he's hitting now, why wouldn't he be hitting during the season? Why are we not drafting him? Why are we ignoring him? Yeah, he's 25 years old. Maybe it's because third base is a little deep. That might be part of the uh, problem. But this guy did it 24 home runs last year and 100 runs scored. Uh, and we know he's known for his glove, too. Uh, and he batted 278. So there still uh, could be some improvement there for Chapman this year. And a 350 on base percentage hitting in that spot of the lineup with others, with others on the counting stats are just going to go. He doesn't run, but he's going to give you everything else. That's uh, for sure. Eddie Rosario, we got, I think it was 18 bucks. There was a lot of outfielders that went in that similar range. Michael Conforto went for 18. He homered again today, third straight game. He's homered. But, you know, I looked at it and said, you know what? This is a guy that can give us some stolen bases. Not a lot. He had nine last year. But I've always said, you know, you get those guys that give you 7 to 10, it matters. And he hit a monstrous home run today. I don't know if you saw it yet off Nate Eovaldi. I think Rosario has some upside to do more. Remember, he got banged up last year. He's 27 years old. This Twins lineup is very good. I got Rosario in Tout Wars, too. And I know he's not very cheap in drafts, but I think Eddie Rosario is a guy that, that could explode this year. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, last the last two years he's given you around 550 at bats, 25 home run range. If he would stay healthy last year, he was pushing on the 290 batting average. He was looking 27, 28 home runs. You could see eight to 10 stolen bases. The counting stats are there. A better Twins lineup. The upside in Rosario is huge. Definitely is. Uh, also, you know, you have to sometimes. When players are nominated early in the auction, I think it's key. So, for example, we had penciled in a potential slot for a closer. It wasn't locked in. We said, all right, last year we didn't pay anything for closers, and we still wound up getting some save. Got Kayla in the reserve round. Obviously, he was traded, didn't have the job, picked up A.J. Minter off the waiver wire. He got us some saves. I think there was someone else we picked up, too. I can't remember. But we were pretty decent in the saves category, considering we didn't invest any draft capital in it. So this year we said, all right, you know, we'll, we'll put a $13 slot and see what happens. Jose Leclerc came out early, and we got him for 13 And it was a pretty good price when you consider some of the other closers started going for a lot more. So it goes to show you that sometimes take the bargain early if you get it because that usually means some of the other similar closers are going to go for more later on. And I'm happy you brought this up because I was looking at that after we wound up with Leclerc. The last three years that I've done this NFBC auction, I always pencil in $13, $14 for that number one tier closer, let's say. And I always wind up falling short. People are spending 15 16 17 and I refuse to do it. So I, I put on paper this year, maybe we'll go 15 And then here's Leclerc at 13 So I was like, all right, we'll go 13 Let's get a feel for the closes, how they're going to go. And he fell to us. Not that bad. He could wind up with 80 strikeouts. They gave him the extension. He's going to be the only game in town over there. They're not going to look to blow any games. Once they can get to him, they're going to bring him in. So he's got a, he's got a solid shot at 40 saves. He's got a solid shot at 80 to 100 strikeouts. So at $13, I kind of love it. Yeah, I like the price too, for sure. And uh, he came out pretty early on. He came out before uh, most closers. And then you know what happens. People sit there and they're like, oh, the closers are running out. I got to get at least one good one. And then you wind up paying you know, $15, $16 for someone else who might be a spot or two below. And that tends to happen in these drafts. Now, Luis Severino obviously is going to be a big factor in potentially what happens with this team. $11 Severino. And people are trying to figure out who we're drafting the next day or so this weekend what to do with Severino. Is $11 about the right spot to go and? Would you go more than that, or that's about the max? Look, as we're speaking today on a Monday, it's a huge gamble. The people that are drafting later on in the week or over the weekend are going to have a better understanding. From what I hear, he's supposed to pick up a ball, throw a flat ground later on in the week. If he reports no issues the next day, it's going to be a steal at what we got at 11. But as we both know, something created that shoulder inflammation. He could pick that arm up, and then we could hear – He's going to see doctor such and such, and then we're going to be crying that we have to replace him. Uh, it's a gamble. You have to take it. You have to take the risk. And at $11, I have to do it all day long. Ninth, 10th, 11th round in a 15th snake, I have to do it. I have the same issue in my AL only where I keep him at 12. I'd be foolish to let him go. So it really depends on the player itself, uh, what your risk tolerance is. If you're willing to take that chance, if you feel you're a savvy enough player to fill the gap for the month, I feel that you and I, with our in-season management, will have no problem. We could actually withstand losing our SP3 and still manage it. If he stays he- if he gets healthy and is on the field from May until September, well, we could celebrate. 
Talking to Brian Ambos, he was my partner in the NFBC auction in New York yesterday on St. Patrick's Day. We got Mike Clevenger as our top pitcher spending-wise for 25. There's some people who don't believe in Clevenger. Uh, he had 200 innings, 200 strikeouts last year. We've seen the velocity increase here in the spring. I like his secondary stuff. Uh, I believe in Clevenger. I've kind of backed it up. I got him in my Thursday auction. Uh, so I have quite a bit of exposure to Clevenger. What do you like about him? I started looking into Clevenger in 2017. I liked what he's seen, and I remember going into draft season last year. You and I had conversations about it, and you were concerned with the K rate. Well, I think the he walk, shut up the walk both rate. of us with that. Was it the walk rate? I thought it was the yeah. K rate. Yeah, no, nah, the walk rate, walk rate was too high. The, he had the Ks. It was the walk rate that was a little too high. Okay. Well, he, he kind of stepped it up a little bit last year, and he's very close with Bauer. And if a little bit of Bauer rubs off on him, and he can make that next step, we know the division's not so solid. There's no reason he can't give us 190, 200 strikeouts. The whip could be 116, which is respectable, One, even if it goes to 117. I mean, of course, we both love him to continue from doing what he did last year in the low one teens. But even if it goes to 116, 117, we can live with that. He should see 13 to 15 wins, I would say, even with the I'm – not, I'm not a fan of the hitting on that Cleveland Indians team right now, but – if they're in contention, they'll do what they need to do to turn that around. He's a competitor. He, you know, he's going to go out there and give you 200 innings, and there's not too many pitches that will do that now. I wanted Barrios for that spot, but Matt Modica wanted him a little bit more than we did. Yeah, he did. We were in a bidding war with him, and he went a little bit higher, obviously, as he said he was trying to build the pitching in this auction compared to the one he did the night before, trying to be a little bit different. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, we got... We're hoping that he closes or gets most of the saves for the Phillies. I just don't know what Gabe Kapler is going to do, but Dominguez has a dynamic arm. I don't know either, but from what I can tell, David Robertson's solid, and the, the Philadelphia pen ruined so many leads last year, and you can get a little bit more than just the ninth inning out of Robertson. He can come in the seventh, he can continue into the eighth, and then they can hand the ball off. Bring him in in the seventh in a one-run lead, and they tack on another run or two. He can come in, you know, you build up that lead, and maybe you get Dominguez in more games with a two-three-run lead. Look, it's a speculative second closer. I'm not the guy that's going to spend up on two high-end closes and hurt my offense. So you got to take those gambles. Last year we did it with Keon Keller. This year we're going to do it with Sir Anthony Dominguez. I think our chances of him holding down that spot on a competitive team are pretty solid. And if not, look, we'll be chasing the Jacob Bonds of the world again. Well, I know you have an AL-only draft this week, and unfortunately for you, Jorge Alfaro is not in the American League. But Jorge Polanco is one of my keepers at $6, so I don't have to worry about making that mistake. It's okay. I'll I'll try and let it go. I, I said, look, it's done. It's the past. we got to let it go. But, hey, it's good conversation, and it's always fun to bring up. And it's a lesson learned, man. Listen to what is going on in the draft, all right? <laughs> hey, I was listening. I was just too focused. I was waiting for that name, Jorge Polanco, to get called out. I heard Jorge. Look, I manned up. I messed up. I screwed up. But the next time, it is what it is. Not too many right. will step up to the plane in a minute. They would make an excuse. All right, thanks a lot, Brian. We'll come back, wrap it up with him. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here at his Scout Fantasy Sports, Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to get into a free contest for NCAA basketball, head on over to playffwc.com. Four team drafts where you select teams and you get points based on uh, the more points you get for an upset. So in round one, you get one point for a win. You get a six-point bonus if it's an upset uh, in Two points for a win in round two, a five-point point bonus if it's an upset. So it's a draft, so it'll be very quick, four teams, and it's free to enter, and you can win some nice prizes. The number one overall prize is a free entry into a 2019 online championship. There's also a free season-long membership or game credits for the FFWC. Uh, also, uh, if you win your league, uh, you can win a free month of season-long membership a free week of DFS membership or a free weekend pass of sports betting at Vegas Whispers. You get to choose uh, from that package there. So it makes no sense not to play. It's free. Even if you don't know much, just do a little research, get in the draft. So the next one is 8 p.m. Eastern. We got one at 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Eastern, and 11. You know, Dr. Otto is going to be in the ones at 11 p.m. Eastern each of the next three nights. I'll be in a couple as well. Once I know officially where I will, I'll tweet it out at Adam Ronis. But make sure you check it out. And ScoutFantasySports.com. Use the promo code BATS50. Get 50% off your first two months. Once you are done drafting your season-long fantasy baseball teams and the MLB season gets underway, it's time to swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com, who is looking to make someone their eighth millionaire winner. If you are playing MLB DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel, let DailyRoto help you hit a home run. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package is now live with lineup alerts and weather updates, fantasy projections, and millionaire-creating lineup optimizers. Save 10% on winning MLB DFS Vice with an early bird special using promo code FNTSY. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% early bird discount today. Time to take a look at the night in DFS for the NBA and This is always a difficult time of the year. This is when we get a lot of players resting and sitting even on playoff contenders as they use the time to give some players a rest. Certainly, we're getting towards the end in season long, and I suffered a devastating defeat yesterday. Played, uh, guys you hear on this channel, Greg Sussman and Frank Stample, they split a team in my home league, and they basically were like conceding defeat to me on Friday and Saturday when I saw them out at the Stewart Hotel for the fantasy baseball draft weekend with Tout Wars in the NFBC. And I had a lead going into yesterday. Pretty much most of my guys playing. I think Justice Winslow was out and Jeff Teague was out, even though he's been out all week. So I was in pretty good shape. And then all of a sudden, they had 23 pointers yesterday. I had 12 and I lost five to four by two three pointers. Just terrible because. Most of the categories I dominated, the ones I lost were close, and it just sucks. Uh, they had Chris Paul gets six threes, Eric Gordon had four in that Houston game, and that was the difference. So 
Same thing happens in DFS is uh, a lot of guys sit. Now, the good thing about DFS is we've gotten a lot of this news early on, so it opens up value. So that, that's the one beneficiary. So let's take a look at the slate today. The Jazz are in Washington, 7 p.m. Eastern. Jazz favored by five. Vegas totals 228. So this is a great matchup for the Jazz, obviously. The Wizards have been terrible defensively. So Rudy Gobert, definitely a good play, but center, as always, is deep. So you don't have to spend out on but at 8300 on DK is a nice price, a little bit more expensive on FanDuel at 96 you know, Ricky Rubio has a good matchup, but he hasn't really been playing big minutes and he hasn't been shooting the ball well either. But this is a game where maybe he gets in the mid-20s. And he's cheap, 5 on DK, 6 on Fandle, so kind of like him better. And I think uh, you can also take a look at Derek Favors, who's been playing very well. He's 58 on DK, 68 on Fandle. On the Washington side, it's a tougher matchup. Jazz have been pretty good defensively, and um, it's just not a great matchup. Uh, the Jazz are a pretty good defending team. They rebound well. So I think Bradley Beal obviously is in play, but you have to spend up to get him. 94 DK, 10-7 on Fandle. I'm probably not going to do it tonight. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a, a good game, but I don't I don't really see the need to spend on, uh, on him right now. But, you know, he's usually a safe 45 points. That's uh, how well he has played lately. And uh, Trevor Rees is cheap on DK at 49. Uh, but Jabari Parker, I think, is better for tournaments. He is a little bit more expensive. He's 59 on DK61. But even uh, when he's coming off the bench, he's been pretty good. So I think he's definitely someone that you can take a look at tonight uh, for sure. Detroit is in Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers as the Pistons uh, got back on track. They went through a little bit of a losing streak there a couple games in a row. But uh, they've been playing well and on pace to make the playoffs. They're favored by seven. The Vegas total 213. Blake Griffin will not play. They're resting him tonight. So uh, he's out. That means Andre Drummond is going to be a popular play tonight. And why not? I mean, he should crush it against Cleveland. And uh, 86 on DK, pretty much got to get a bit more expensive on Fandle at 10,300. 10, but still, I like him a lot for sure. And it is a good matchup against Cleveland. Uh, I think Reggie Jackson will also benefit. Uh, 51 on DK, 56 on Fandle. And... Maybe Luke Kennard, uh, 4,000 on DK, 46 on Fandle. So uh, Andre Drummond, though, is definitely the guy that you want there. For the Cavaliers, Larry Nance is still out. Matthew Dellavedova is out. Kevin Love is questionable as well. You know, the Cavaliers have been playing competitive basketball lately, but uh, a lot's going to depend on Kevin Love here. If he's out, then, uh, you know, Colin Sexton might be someone that you could take a look at. Jordan Clarkson would get a boost. And, of course, uh, Seti Ospin and Anthony Zizek. And even Marquise Chris might become a cheap play. Maybe he's your punt play on FanDuel at 3,500. He's 31 on DraftKings. So I think you're going to have to wait to see what happens with Kevin Love. And Love's been playing very well, too. His price has gone up, but he has been exceeding 30 minutes in a couple games recently. Also today, we got the Knicks. They played yesterday and beat the Lakers at home. They traveled to Toronto to take on the Raptors at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Toronto's favored by 12. Vegas totals 214.5. Dennis Smith has been ruled out for the Knicks again. Noah Vonley has been ruled out as well. So Emmanuel Moutier has been playing well, and hopefully in season-long leagues, if you're in the playoffs, if he was out there, you picked him up. Uh, he's been getting it done. He's cheap, 48 on DK, 49 on FanDuel. Even Mario Hazonia, I mean, you never know with the Knicks. He did start yesterday and had a good game, had to block of LeBron James towards the, uh, on the final play to seal the win. 
So maybe he's in play. But again, there's just no rational reasons for the way the Knicks use their rotation. They're obviously trying not to win games, and then they won yesterday. So Emmanuel Moutier would be the guy that I use. Damian Dotson's been really good lately as well. Again, it's hard to trust any of the Knicks, but uh, I think he would he would be the other guy that I look at. I know DeAndre Jordan has played well, but just a lot of good centers tonight. Um, he's definitely someone you could consider in tournaments because I think he'll be low-owned, but we never want to go too heavy on the Knicks. Serge Ibaka is serving the final game of his suspension. He is out. Kawhi Leonard is out, and I think Kyle Lowry might sit out as well. It is a... Uh, a back-to-back, and he's dealing with an ankle injury. So that is something to uh, keep in mind tonight. Uh, Fred Van Fleet did return yesterday, so Van Fleet could get a boost. Danny Green could get a boost. I know Jeremy Lynch started yesterday and was a disappointment, so I don't know if you need to go there. Uh, Pascal Siakam, I think, is a good play tonight. Obviously, with Ibaka and Leonard out against the Knicks, I think he will go off. I love the price on DK at 68, more expensive on Fandle, 8,300. I think on Yahoo, he's 3,300, so I might be using him. So a lot of the Raptors are in play tonight because they're going up against the Knicks, and they're going to be so shorthanded. Mark Gasol as well. So uh, a lot of the Toronto uh, players who are active tonight are good plays in that great matchup against the Knicks. One of the better games of the night, Denver is in Boston to take on the Celtics, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Boston favored by 3.5. Vegas totals 221. The Nuggets are are pretty much healthy right now. So it's kind of hard to play any of these guys. Um, and the Celtics typically play at a slow pace. They have actually been scoring a lot of points lately. Uh, the Nuggets have actually struggled lately to put points on the board. So not a lot here that I like in this game, uh, which is a little surprising on the Denver side. Uh, even Nikola Jokic, I always like to play him in tournaments, but I don't think I'm going to go there tonight. Uh, Monty Morris is interesting. Isaiah Thomas is not part of the rotation anymore, and Morris been back to getting the mid-20s minutes. Um, so in a tournament, I think he's in play. But I'm really not looking at a lot of the Nuggets tonight. I kind of was on Gary Harris for a couple games, but I don't think there's a need to go here tonight. For the Celtics, it looks like Gordon Hayward is doubtful, so he's probably not going to play. So that gives guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Morris a boost. Marcus Morris I like tonight. He's been playing very well. He's 5,000 on DK, 56 on FanDuel. Uh, Kyrie Irving certainly in play. Uh, he's when he's been on the court lately, he's put up big numbers. Ninety-one to DK, ten-five on Fanduel. I definitely want to have some exposure to Kyrie Irving tonight. Uh, and it looks like Al Horford's going to play, but keep an eye on that. He's been dealing with that knee issue. The Heat are in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. That's an eight p.m. Eastern game. Thunder favored by five. Vegas totals two twenty and two twelve and a half. Justice Winslow is listed as questionable. He sat out yesterday, so. Um, keep an eye on him. He's dealing with a thigh injury. So it just helps a couple of the other guys a little bit. So uh, Goran Dragic, I think, probably gets the biggest boost. That would become more appealing if Justice Winslow is out. He's 46 on DK, 41 on FanDuel. Dwayne Wade, certainly someone you can consider. He's only 4,400 on DK. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on here uh, for the Heat tonight. For Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook is out. He has been suspended, and um, he will sit out tonight because he got a technical the other day. So Russell Westbrook will be out tonight. So that definitely gives Paul George a boost, and he's going to be a popular play. He's 97 on DK and 11-2 on FanDuel. So 
that's uh, obviously we're going to look to some of that done tonight. But I wouldn't go too crazy. I so. Um, So I think you could look at a few that done it tonight. Dennis Roder obviously is in play. Fifty-one on DK, six on Fanduel. Jeremy Grant, I think you could look at in tournaments. He's forty-four on DK, fifty-three on Fanduel. Uh, I haven't been using Stephen Adams. I don't. He hasn't been blowing up. Even when he had the great matchup against the Nets last week, he wasn't great. So I think George would definitely be the guy that people go to tonight. And uh, Dennis Roder, those will probably be the two most popular plays for the Thunder. Golden State is in San Antonio to take on the Spurs 8 p.m. Eastern. The Warriors are favored by two and a half. Vegas total is 223 and a half. For the Warriors, DeMarcus Cousins is out. Kevin Durant is going to play. Andre Iguodala is out. So for the Warriors, you know, Spurs have been playing very good lately. They're on a big winning streak. So I think Klay Thompson's in play in tournaments, Steph Curry in tournaments, uh, and Kevin Durant as well. Usually when they're all healthy, I'd never play them. But it looks like uh, Durant is going to go tonight. So I think you could uh, you know, take a look at him and Curry and Thompson in tournaments. He's been shooting the ball very well lately. For the Spurs, uh, Derek White's played very well. Price has risen a little bit, but I think he's tournament play. 58 on DK, 65 on FanDuel. DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge as well in tournaments. Uh, DeRozan, 78 on DK, 88 on Fandle. Aldridge, 8,100 on DK, 88 on Fandle. So that should be a pretty good game. Uh, Spurs making that playoff push, and uh, they've been playing really good basketball lately. The Pelicans are in Dallas to take on the Mavericks, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Dallas is favored by 4.5. The Vegas total is 2.30. Drew Holiday remains out for the Pelicans, as does Etwan Moore. Julius Randle is playing well. I think you could look at him. Especially in tournaments, he's 8 on DK, 89 on FanDuel. Anthony Davis, again, the price has been dropping. I haven't played him. But obviously, whenever he plays, he's still producing, even in 20, 22 minutes. And he's got a great matchup against the Mavericks. So you got to decide if you want to do that. But he's 73 on DK, 8 on FanDuel. So certainly can get there uh, in cash games. In tournaments, though, probably not something you want to do because you know the ceiling is limited if he's only going to play 20, 21 minutes. So uh, tough to play in tournaments. Uh, Alfred Payton is playing great, but the price on Fandle is 93. More affordable on DK at 75 and more affordable on Yahoo as well. So uh, Payton and Randall certainly in play tonight, uh, but depends on the site. Luka Doncic is probable for the Mavericks. He's been dealing with a knee injury, but he has been playing well. When he is active. So he's someone that you can consider in tournaments if he's active. 89 on DK, 98 on FanDuel. Obviously, if he's out, that will help a guy like Jalen Brunson, who's played well, although his price has risen. 6,100 on both sites. And um, Maxie Kleber certainly in play for tournaments. He's been playing pretty well. Uh, as is Dwight Powell, even though the price has gone up. Both, but both have a pretty good matchup tonight. So certainly could take a look at them. The Bulls are in Phoenix to take on the Suns, and that game will start at 10 p.m. Eastern. Suns favored by two and a half. Vegas totals 227 and a half. For the Bulls, uh, Zach Levine is a tournament play tonight. Uh, he's 79 on DK, 83 on FanDuel, and uh, Otto Porter is in play for tournaments as well, 67 on DK, 72 on FanDuel. For the Suns, they are very shorthanded. Kelly Oubre is out. Tyler Johnson is out. Rashawn Holmes is out. So we got some cheap plays here. De'Anthony Melton, 
35 on DK, 38 on FanDuel. Josh Jackson, his price has dropped as he's been coming off the bench. He's 42 on DK, 53 on FanDuel. Mikal Bridges, you can look at in tournaments, 4,000 on DK, 5,100 on FanDuel. Uh, and Devin Booker, obviously, will have to play a big role here and take a lot of shots. He's 85 on DK, 98 on FanDuel. So we do have some value there with the Suns, with the shorthanded nature of that team tonight. And we got Portland hosting Indiana at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Portland's favored by four. The Vegas total is two twelve and a half. For the Pacers, they're a team that I really don't play much uh, when they have everyone at full strength. And this is not the ideal spot for him. The Vegas total is low. So there's no standout play here for the Pacers in my mind. I tend to look at Miles Turner in tournaments, but I don't think I'm going to go there tonight. So I really don't like anyone. C.J. McCollum is out. He's going to miss about a week. So that means Damian Lillard gets a, a big bump. We've seen him uh, do very well without McCollum on the floor. So I think Damian Lillard is definitely going to be someone that I want in my lineup tonight. He's 9,000 on DK, 10 on FanDuel. So I uh, definitely want to see him. And I think Yusuf Nurkic also gets a boost without McCollum on the floor. He's 7,100 on DK and 89 on FanDuel. Now, a lot of people are going to start to look at some of the other guys like Rodney Hood and Maurice Harkless. They're going to get more playing time, but I don't think you have to get them in. I mean, Evan Turner's very cheap. He's 33 on DK and 35 on FanDuel, so that could be a spot on FanDuel where he becomes your potential drop. And same thing with Rodney Hood at 37 on DK, 41 on FanDuel. So they're definitely in play uh, in tournaments for sure, but I don't think you have to play them in cash tonight. I would prefer to go the Lillard-Nurkic route if I'm looking to take advantage of the Blazers without C.J. McCollum. So we have gotten a lot of injury news early, but I'm sure there's probably more to come. We'll probably get hit with a surprise or two. It always happens this time of year. In the meantime, check out playffwc.com to get in a March Madness draft. It's free to enter. Four-team draft. You can jump in 8, 9, and 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. Check out scoutfantasysports.com for your fantasy baseball needs, my rankings, and all my latest articles, preseason pro picks, and more. Use the promo code BAT. 50 get 50% off your first two months. I'll be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.